Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Elm Park Rules podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Back from Luton Town with a point after yesterday's nil-nil draw, and to help me discuss the game, I've been joined by Nick. Nick, did you enjoy last night's game? Wasn't the best game, but I'm quite content with a point with that, so can't complain. And on the other end of the line, I've also got Matt. Matt, also content, I would assume? Yeah, points a point. Can't complain. Wasn't most entertaining, but yeah, points a point. We'll get into entertainment, I think. <laughs> uh, yes, so pre-kickoff, we made two changes last night. Uh, one was in fort. Well, both were enforced, I guess. Obviously, with Loom's suspension, he dropped out of the lineup yesterday, uh, Nick, with... Hoylet coming in and then Carroll also coming in with McIntyre dropping out. And we, there was a little bit of like a switch up with Ince coming back out of that front two and moving to the, the midfield three. I want to get your thoughts on kind of like the starting two up front with, with it being Mate and Carroll last night and, and how you thought it might work and what, what your thoughts on it were in general. Yeah, I think that uh, Carroll is always going to be the type that comes on and he flicks the ball on for someone to run onto. And I think Mate can actually do that job himself because he's pretty dominant in the air. Also, not as, as strong as Carroll in the air, but he's, he's good in the air. He's a big presence. But he also likes to chase him behind and has that good pace where Jao doesn't. Um, so you're looking at Mate along for that role and the flick on role, you're looking at Carroll or Mate. Um, I don't think that's. I think that's the first time we've seen Carol and Mate start together. I think so. Um, yeah, I think yeah. So. Uh, I, it didn't really click. It wasn't awful, but it didn't really click. I uh, wasn't sure what to expect from it, to be honest. Um, I was surprised that Fauna didn't come in to the midfield. In all honesty, uh, for Loon, made more sense to me rather than Jari dropping deep. I thought Jari might come out, but I didn't think he would um, start centre mid. And yeah, Hoylet, uh, that was sort of expected. Um, McIntyre, I thought, might play, but I guess they're just being careful with that one, with concussion, it's sensible. And if he's fit for Friday, then that's okay. It's more important home game, so better to keep him fresh for that. Yeah, it's uh, one of those ones where if you've got a slight niggle, you don't want to make it worse with three games left before the World Cup and rather get him, get him playing for two games than... Or three games potentially rather than staying yeah. through half a game yesterday. Um, Saying McIntyre's not getting into the 55 man squad. <laughs> I don't think his name's on the list, no. 
Matt, the first 15 minutes or so were very, very, I want to say quiet, but that's yeah. really doing it a disservice. There just wasn't anything that happened for the first 15 minutes, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, both teams really struggled, didn't they, to like find their feet in the game. Yeah, no, and I, I remember texting you at the time, actually, 15 minutes, was like, it felt a bit like watching a League One game for both teams. No one really wanted to hold on the ball. No one wanted to... Um, everyone's you know, first touch was a bit poor, uh, both Luton and, and Reading. And it kind of... You got to the end of the first 15, you're like, did anything happen in, in that 15 minutes? Or we just sort of lobbed it up their ends, lost the ball. Carol probably, you know, flicked it on and then they did it the same back and, and the same again. It was a very uninteresting first 15 minutes. Nick, I think the first chance came pretty much just after this opening 15 minutes for, for Luton. And they they found Adebayo kind of like forced his way past Yeardom on the right-hand side. Um, and Joe Lumley made a decent save pretty low down to his near post. And then immediately after that, they had another chance 15 seconds later um, with another decent save from, from Lumley. And that, although he didn't have a ton to do last night, the the two kind of shots that he did save were, were reasonably good, uh, reasonably good saves. Yeah, I thought Lumley uh, played quite well. He did the basics right. And early on in that first, sort of, I think, 15, 20 minutes when Luton did have those couple of opportunities, he made two solid saves. I wouldn't say they're spectacular, but they, they were good saves. And he dealt with them well. He didn't push it into danger. Um, Adebayo caused a few problems early on. Uh, and same with the second half. He seemed to start both halves really well. Um, he's quite strong. He's quick. He's got good power, there's good potential in him. Uh, and he caused a few issues early on, but once we settled, or or I don't know if he got a bit tired, but he, he calmed down a bit. But Lumley, yeah, he made some good saves. Uh, generally very good. One dodgy moment from a corner uh, later on in the game. Uh, we sort of flapped it and we get a bit lucky with that. But apart from that, uh, and again, like most weeks, uh, apart from the one game, he's, he's been very solid for us. So can't complain. Yeah, I kind of agree. Lumley was was all right most of the game. Um, kind of forgetful as a performance, which is what you want as a goalkeeper. Mm. He made some good saves. Um, I don't think any were overly challenging saves. Um, and apart from the one corner where uh, I think everyone seems to lose where the ball went. Um, I thought Lumley played quite well. The defence didn't give Lumley too much to deal with, really, uh, I guess, uh, with only having to make two saves. So that was decent to see. Um, and as you say, he did did make the two saves fairly comfortably, didn't push any in danger. So kind of good good, good showing, really, from Lumley. Um, Reading kind of had two chances in the first half. Matt, the first one comes from some decent like, high pressure from, from Reading, where... Ajaria picks the ball up from a pretty loose pass on the left-hand side and it falls to Ince and Ince plays it across to Mate. and I don't know, Mate maybe should do better here um, although he slips from the pass and maybe the pass isn't perfect from Ince I, I'm not sure, what, what do you reckon? I, I think Mate did a good job of it the pass from Ince is slightly behind him and it's a wet surface he got the shot on target and I think the keeper just made a good save You know, it was half a yard further to the left, it's probably a goal. Um, you know, we'd all be uh, lamenting Mate if he just blew it into the sky or whatever. He got it on target. It was slightly behind him. I, I don't think you can ask him to do much better from, from that chance, to be honest. It was a really good chance, though. Um, and, 
you want to be taking those to, to go one nil up away from home as a smash and grab style. Yeah, and that wasn't the only moment that really involved maintain the first half, Nick, with a couple of minutes before that chance, there was a fairly big injury for, for Sonny Bradley for Luton, who yeah. went down and I, the replay was awful. Like seeing it live, you couldn't really see what happened, but seeing the replay, his leg has kind of just gone in two different directions, like the upper and the lower half of it. Just completely decided that they don't want to be one piece anymore. Um, and I don't really think Mate has any blame in this whatsoever because he's gone up for a header and it's just a really bad landing. But it, it didn't look like a particularly nice um, nice moment for the Luton captain. No, um, it, it's one of those where it happens in every game, that sort of challenge. And Mate's a bit late and it's a bit naughty. He puts his arm, but like, like I just said, it, it happens, everyone does it, it happens in every game. Some of it's physical in the air and defenders do it too, not just attackers. You use your arm for leverage, you come in a bit late, let them know you're there kind of thing, put them off a bit because you know you're not going to win the header. So it's not great for Mate, but it's not something that doesn't happen often. And it it's he's in the air, Bradley, and when he gets that nudge, you can't land properly, you just go down. And because he's tried to just plant his feet, one of his legs just must get caught on the ground or something, and it just buckles. And his leg, I don't know if it's his knee or his ankle or his leg, something's completely gone the wrong way there uh it's a not very nice replay i'm hoping it's um you know i wish him a speedy recovery something Bradley, because you don't like to see that in any player and i'm hoping it's not as serious as it looks but yeah it's uh doesn't look too too good for him um but yeah i, I wouldn't blame mate too much it wasn't you know it wasn't good from him but it happens every game it's not, not malicious in any way was not it, no intent in there at all yeah it's just a innocuous challenge that unfortunately caused a bad injury and it, everyone know anyone who knows anything about serious injury it's mate he's had a terrible time over the last couple of years and yeah it's a freak accident um just from a bit of physical play which is a shame it wasn't like a nasty challenge um it you know it wasn't great to see but hopefully it's a swift recovery for sonny bradley and we kind of the game really does go quite quickly because I just don't feel like much happened yesterday, Matt, uh, during the whole game. But there is one more chance for Reading before the end of the first half. And it's a really big chance, I think, for watching this from the away end. I was stunned that this hasn't got more uh, more heat from the fact that we didn't score from this. Andy Carroll's header from what yeah. I thought was about six yards out, free header at the back post, that should be yeah. bread and butter for Andy Carroll. Because um, it doesn't look like uh, absolutely, and yeah, it, it, I think it should be one nil there. Yeah, I mean, if you want anyone popping up at the back post free header, you want Andy Carroll, um, and it's it's just over six yards. It's probably seven or eight yards out. Um, whipped in from the right. I can't remember who it's whipped in from. It's a bit on the break, wasn't it? Um, was it Ajaria on the right? I can't remember. No, it wasn't Ajaria. Um, but how Carroll has not got it on target let alone score, just not even got it on target uh, is amazing. Um, and we should be 1-0 there. That is, it's a golden opportunity. I'd love to see what the XG is on uh, you know, the expected goals on Carroll with a header from six yards uh, um, completely unmarked. Um, you know, it's like a penalty or free kick with Ian Hart. Um, I'm very surprised. And it was similar to his heading the whole game, actually. He was very good at holding the ball up, Carroll, but his attacking headers were just not on target. I don't. Did he have a shot on target? I'm not sure. 
Um, he didn't threaten the goal at all during the game. Yeah, I'm not sure if he had a shot on target uh, from memory. I think we only had three in total. So, And I don't think that Andy Carroll's was any of them. Um, maybe he had one earlier on in the half, but nothing nothing particularly threatening. I, I've got to say, on the subject of Andy Carroll, I, I mean, I'd love to get you both of your opinions on it, but I think I'm kind of over it. I, I don't see what it adds um, going forwards, especially. It, it doesn't feel like there's enough uh, benefit to, to, to start Andy Carroll in games currently. I think it slows down our our game plans so much that we don't we don't reap any of the benefit of playing counter attacking football because we lose a man every time we go forwards um, off off the break. I mean, Nick, what do you reckon to, to Carroll kind of being that player who you want on the? Do you want Carroll playing on this in this system on the break, or, or do you feel like it's more of a uh, a hindrance having him up top with when he's, let's be honest, he hasn't got any pace. Uh, multiple times yesterday when we broke, he was definitely 20 yards behind the play. Yeah, I would say it is a bit of a hindrance uh, from him starting games. Um, it just takes away our, our game plan. I think he's, he's not bad to have as a shithouse option if you want to, you know, just make it difficult for a team and just physical presence. But I wouldn't put him in every week from starting lineup, even if he was 100% fit. Um, I don't mind him off the bench, to be honest. Like Bristol City, he did a good job. He came on, made it difficult. Him and Long, they just showed their, their class to a point, despite their age. And uh, that's a good option. He's a good option till January. And then maybe if we decide we want to keep him as a, as a backup still, that's fine. But does he want to play every week? Because I don't think it suits us. Um, we have dropped off a bit since we signed him, I think. Um, but I don't think that's his fault. I think that's generally, we've just been a bit unlucky, tough run of, Kind of games as well, but I don't mind Carroll. Um, I thought it was an he was dominant in the air as usual, should have done better with the two headers. I mean, surprised he didn't get at least both on target. I normally wanted Berry, uh, but I thought on the ball he was a bit of a donkey yesterday, and it's just I think that's just what you expect from Andy Carroll at times. There wasn't, there wasn't so, much in the way of quality from many players on the ball yesterday, but yeah, Andy Carroll definitely was. stood out on, on the ball, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Most, was kept, most second, his first, his first touch was good. And then it was a second touch was either heavy or the pass was sloppy. And it was quite frustrating because, as you say, not only does it slow our counter-attacks down, it often broke up our counter-attacks from poor play. Matt, so if you're going to start 3-5-2 as Paul Lintz going forwards, what's your starting two for, like, your majority of games? I'm going to go sort of left field here and say, why not? You can start, Carol but you need someone who's going to do all the running and more. And the only person who's going to do all the running for him is Ince. Um, so, you know, we, you could try Ince up front um, and, and Carroll alongside him. Uh, and the way then we pump balls up top will need to be slightly shorter so Carroll can flick them on. I think in the current setup of where we're doing, you know, very long balls and um, wanting that counter-attacking football, you're right, it doesn't work. There, there were multiple times where he was 20, 30 yards behind the ball. And that's usually because he has flicked it on or passed it to somebody else. But he's your main striker. We need him 30 yards up the pitch actually taking the shot on. I'm a big fan of Carroll because I'm always confident that he will get the shot on target. Clearly yesterday he didn't. But you know, compared to a lot of our other strikers, 
I'm confident he if he shoots, actually it's going to be a good shot. Or if he gets a header, it should be on target again. Yesterday's performance didn't really back me up on that. Um, so I would stick by him. I would personally uh, extend it in January uh, to the rest of the season. Um, I think we're going to have injuries. You know, Jao, Mate, one of them's easily going to get injured. Um, and having Carroll, even if it is the option off the bench, I think it's a perfect option still. Yeah, so I think his contract's at mid-January, so we've, we've probably got another six or seven games, maybe a couple more than that, left of, of Andy Carroll's current contract, see if, he, see if his contract gets extended uh, or whether he disappears off to another promotion-chasing championship team at some point later on in the season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Nick, the second half, I think Reading probably can feel in the second half that they were unfortunate not to win because I feel like the second half we were maybe not dominant, but I feel like we definitely had more of the play in the second half. I think we had the better chances. Um, I, I think Luton had a lot of the ball but didn't create anything. I thought defensively, actually, we haven't touched on this, but I thought we were really solid. Um, the back three, I thought maybe an early scare from Adebayo, but... Um, Yeardorm and Mbengu. Is it Mbengu, by the way? Is that how you say it? Mbengu? Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were very good. I thought Mbengu was very good against Bristol City as well. And he showed that again. I don't know why he got moved to right wing back against Burnley. Um, but anyway, he, he did very well. And Holmes, he's a bit of an unsung hero at the moment. He's He's been very good this season. I thought he was fantastic yesterday. Uh, mopped everything up, apart from the two slips, and uh, did a good job. And even Hendrick, who seemed to do the loom role yesterday and sit and... Uh, an unsung hero. I thought he did very well. He did his job. Nothing spectacular, but he just did the bits he had to do. He didn't break forward from memory. Um, so I think he was strictly told to sit and he did it very well and stayed disciplined. And I thought we did that role really well. And even the wing backs where Hoyle, I thought was really poor. Um, but he defensively, he was fine. Going forward, he was just wasting cross after cross after cross to the keeper. Um, Babel was okay, not his best. But I thought just as a, as a whole of a team, just brilliant defensively and uh, just didn't give Luton a sniff apart from that one chance towards the end where they shanked it over. Um, but yeah, we had the better chances. Mate, he's unlucky. I think I agree with you, Matt, with what you said earlier. He, he snatched at it, but I think the parchments were slightly behind him and uh, quite fizzed into him a little bit and he didn't have time to compose himself. We had the Carroll header. Uh, should um, It actually went quite far wide, that second header, and uh, he, he connects with it really well, but it's just normally... I think very- I'll get, I'll- I'll give Carroll a bit of a pass on the second header because I think he only just gets there before the Luton defender. Yeah, the first one is definitely that. much worse um, yeah. than, than the second one. He times I think the first, out, yeah. outside that uh, chance, outside the Carroll header, I think the first kind of like real highlight of that second half came, it didn't come for like 20 minutes of the second half. And I know you mentioned Hendrick had a reasonable game yesterday, Nick, and I think his his shot was the first kind of like real sight of goal outside oh, yeah, of the, yeah. the Carroll header. And it, it felt like yesterday, Matt, that we were maybe a little bit timid in, in our uh, shooting and we were sometimes just making the wrong decision, crossing when we should be shooting, shooting when we should be crossing. And 
it, there just was a, it, it all felt a little bit kind of like up till the final third we were good and then the final third the decision yeah. making just wasn't quite there I think it was tired decision making you know you looked across the pitch and actually those players have played you know however many games in in, in the last few weeks we don't have a big squad so that the, the players are tired and I think that kind of came through in the decision making they were set up for long balls we've got Carol and Mete up top you're going to cross it in and as soon as we get to the edge of the box and you realize actually that's not on it was about oh w- w- what do we do now and the one time then we we decided actually we're going to pass this around the edge of the box and wait for the right opportunity then Hendrick got his shot on target well not on target it was just off target but it opened up to him and you, he could take the shot um so I, I think it was a the the the, the odd decision making was I think is born out of just the players have played so much and they're given instructions on how to play that that's just what they're going to follow and they're tired the, the world cup can't come soon enough for us oh yeah i agree the hoylet shot where he just should cross it and he just gets excited and it's terror yeah. he went towards the yeah. corn flag it's just rubbish yeah and there was um decent chance nick for probably maybe i'm on the match yesterday Tomins. i'm not sure yeah. probably between him and one of the defenders but he had a chance about 15 minutes before the end and he catches the ball really sweetly from the edge of the area, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a cracking effort. It was just too straight. Too, well, not straight. It was moving everywhere, but it was too central. So the keeper manages to get something on it and keep it out. Anywhere else is a goal. It's a fantastic effort. And uh, on behalf of Oli, it was just when it was sorting to Peter out to a nil-nil and comes out of nowhere. And it's a, it's a great effort. And that and the fauna chance where it deflects was a, uh, another, another close one. That, just went, it's just swung wide of the post and uh, thought that was going top corner at one point. So, yeah, we were quite unlucky. We had two speculative efforts there and uh, nearly won the game, which was would have been, it would have been an amazing win, I think, if we'd managed to grab that goal late on. Yeah, I think most people would have been very happy with a point pre kickoff. So, if we had managed to, to, you know, smash and grab a 1 0, it would have been a really fantastic result. Unfortunately, it, it did end 0 0. Um, Luton didn't, I don't think Luton had a real big chance in the second half. Um, certainly no saves from Lumley in the second half. And uh, one one big chance that they, uh, I think it was towards the 90th minute where the ball comes across and I can't remember who connected with it in the box and uh, side foots it over the bar, but should have, should have done better. But apart from that, nothing. I think as the game is petering out, Nick, I might be just, it might have been just after this chance, actually. We have one more moment um after Shane Long has come on, I think it's just before injury time starts, and Long gets a header at the back post, and he's trying to head it back across the goal, and he's put it wide, not by a long way, but it, it, again, it's another chance which I think probably we should do better from. And it, I, I had a look at the the stats for our strikers yesterday, and it's it's a little concerning how infrequently our strikers are scoring. Um, I think Zhao hasn't scored since since the Stoke game at the start of September now. I don't think Long has scored for Cardiff. Remember, it's been a it's while. Um, obviously, Mate has managed to get one at Swansea. Um, Ince has got a couple, but we really need. And again, Carroll got one against Bristol, but we really could do with our strikers just actually putting the ball in the net on some of these chances because I. I'm a little worried that if Tom Ince falls away or gets injured, we just we don't have any clinical edge at all. 
Yeah, I completely agree. We've got four good options, but none of them are scoring a lot. I think Mate's starting to get going. I'm starting to see signs of the old Mate where he loves to just get in on anything. He could score like a goal from 20 yards or he could score a goal from two yards. And he's starting to get up to that. Sort of, he looks fitter as well. He looks sharper. So if anyone's going to do it at the moment, I'm, I'm swearing towards Mate. Um, Jow's just not really performed this season when he's played, and that's hence why he's not in, in the team. Um, but if we can get him firing, I think he's a bit of a confidence player, then potentially we can get some goals out of Jow. Uh, I don't think Long's going to score many, and I, I think Carroll will just chip in here and there with a few headers, and he took the penalty against QPR as well. But um, yeah, we rely massively on, on Tom Ince. Um, and if he does get injured, I don't I don't think he'll fall away because I think we're always going to get that effort from him and he's got that quality with the effort. But I think he, he'll hopefully get as much as double figures this season, maybe 10, 11 goals would be a great return for him. Um, he's everything that, that we do in attack. And although we do have a bit of quality other than Tom Ince, I think it all he's the glue with that between the defence and the attack. He's, he's what makes us, I wouldn't say on his own, he makes us where we are, but we rely on him a lot. Um, not quite like where Swift's quality came in last season, not quite like that, but we've got that work great and he's back and he's, he's everywhere, isn't he, Tom Ince? And yeah, he's making things happen, he's scoring goals and I haven't loved a player like him and he's signing like him in a long time, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you have a long header, uh, unlucky if that's Carroll, it's a goal, I think, even though he was a bit off it with his head as yesterday, but he would have got more on that. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to do, if he's trying to put it in the far corner or if he's trying to head it across goal for someone else. But yeah, that's a good opportunity towards the end. And I don't, I just don't think Long's, he's not the same player as old. He does a job. I think he's a good second striker and he's going to run and cause issues and open things up. But I don't think he's going to get many goals from open play this season, unfortunately. But I don't think anyone really expected anything else than that. Yeah, I, I kind of think at the moment, though, we don't know who is going to start up top for us. Is it Carol, Mate, Carol, Long? Mm. Is it Mate, Zhao, Long, Zhao? You don't know what pairing we're going to have up front. So that no one's got a partnership at the moment and they they don't yet know how to play off each other. So putting Mate, like you know, we said at the start of this, Mate and Carol, first time they probably started together was yesterday and it didn't really work out leave them together for six games running it might be best partnership in the world um we don't have a first striker that 20 like you said that that striker which we can rely on who's going to score 15 goals for us um and that definitely feels like what we're missing so it turns into that 15 goals for us because he's the only other one who's going to get the goals yeah it's going to be difficult i think for any but any of our players to get to 15 goals really this season now um I just don't see it happening. I think if, if we can get four players who get eight, that would be that would be great. Um, but I just yeah. Well, as long as we don't concede, it's okay. Exactly. As long as our defence carries on playing at a reasonably decent level, if we can get four or five players who can get to seven, eight, nine goals, then then we've done okay. I think um, we've got Preston on Friday, Matt, and I I would make one change to the lineup. I think for Preston on Friday. Um, Outside of Loom probably coming back into the lineup, there's the one change that I would probably like to see is Guinness Walker in for for Babaraman. I, I wasn't that impressed by Babaraman last night, and I, for all his attacking runs forward, I don't see he, he's not actually providing any kind of like output with his with his movement. Um, so I'd like to see Guinness Walker back in the lineup. What do you reckon? No, I agree. Um, I would bring uh, Guinness Walker back in. Was he injured? He was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I'd bring him back in. I don't think 
Rahman is, is is up to speed where we want him yet. You know, last season he played well for us. Um, he, he's we've not seen that level of output from him yet, and I know we're in a slightly different system, but he's not that attacking output that we want. He was fine um, yesterday. I mean, both our wingbacks were fine defensively, but where we actually need them as as wingbacks is that attacking. Um, uh, you know, putting the balls in and things, especially when you've got Mate and Carroll up front. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably drop Carroll, um, especially at home, put him on the bench, bring Zhao back into the team, uh, probably a Zhao Mate up top. Um, and like you said, uh, Guinness Walker as well, but it's Preston. We all know it's nil nil. Don't bother going. It's going to be a tough game though, Nick, I think on Friday, isn't it? Preston are just outside the playoffs. I mean, as Matt said, no one no one expects Preston to concede goals. I think they've got the best defence in the league still, um, despite the fact that they have actually started conceding goals by this point. What do you yeah, think? I, what, I mean, what do you think the score will be on Friday night? Um, I think we'll win. I think we'll win two 0 I, I don't know. I just we do generally have an okay record against Preston, and I would as I would bring Jail back in because he, he loves. Playing Preston, especially away, it's at home, but especially away, he loves it at Deepdale. Uh, so I'd actually bring Jao back in. Um, I think we'll have the quality. Get this Walker would give us another attacking dimension at left wing back. So yeah, another good one to consider bringing back in. Um, but I, I think we'll we'll do the job on them and, and get the result. They haven't scored a lot, although they they have they've been scoring a bit more, but they have been conceding a bit more. They're a funny team, but they're just a solid team. They've got quality with yeah. Uh, um Reese, Emil Reese, is it Jakobsen? Yeah. He's uh he hasn't scored many this season, but his goal the other weekend was cracking strike. And they've got other quality. I think Daniel Johnson's still there, I've rated for years. Um Freddie Woodman's been brilliant for them in goal, very good championship goalkeeper. Uh, I think his clean sheet record in this league is is a joke. I can't remember what it is, but it's like 50% or something like that, which is really high. Uh, so it won't be an easy game. They're hard to beat. I think they'll be a bit like us, a bit of quality and attack, quite hard to beat, well drilled, well set up. Um, so, But I, I'm confident we'll hopefully get the win there. And I think we, we need to because it's our last home game before the World Cup. It would be nice to sign off at home with a win. Yeah. Uh, Matt, quick score prediction from you. I'm going to say I want it to be a running win, obviously. I think it's going to be a one-all. Um, and... Yeah, I'm going to go one all. One all. I, I think maybe I'll take a one all. It just depends. It, but it all depends we on what the next three two points, results so. after. It we all do. depends on the I next two, doesn't it? Um, think if we can get a few points between Hull and Watford, then one one looks okay. If you don't, then it looks bad. It's. We need it to win very between good. now and the World Cup. We need at least one win between now and the World yeah. Cup just to yeah. get us those points. Because we're only two points out of the playoffs, but we're, what, eight or nine points clear we're of relegation seven. zone. Yeah, we're currently seven off of automatic promotion and seven, seven. off of relegation. So yeah. we're literally bang smack in mid-table here. Um, we'll be back before the looting game with a preview and then a re review and roundup of the looting game on Saturday morning. Uh, available on your podcast feeds. If you've enjoyed today's episode, if you enjoy us generally, drop us a review and a rating on iTunes or Spotify, like five stars, four stars, probably five stars. If you've enjoyed it, 
Um, really appreciate anybody who, who drops one of those on your podcast feeds. Hit subscribe on there as well, all that kind of good stuff. We will be back later in the week with a preview. And until then, everybody have a great week. Cheers.